Welcome back into another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. We got Joe, Jack on the call again. Yeah. And we got a little Zoom in call from Zach. He couldn't be did here today. Did you write down the intro on your phone? Uh, I didn't. I did not. I just have it in front of me. Uh, it's okay. December 4th. Fired boys. from the hip, boys. Yeah, dude. Hey, it's December 4th, uh, 1125, Uh So we're doing this a little early again on a Saturday. Uh, try to pump this, uh, you know, epi out. There's Zach. I can see him now. Holy shit, yeah. buddy. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be doing the same format. We're going to be going three takes, uh, five minute I'm clock. I'm virtual. Um, and yeah, it should be a good episode, guys. I think R- we're gonna Rumor be doing... is that Zach doesn't have takes. So Oh, rumor is we're going to be shooting from the hip. Streets are saying Zach doesn't know what he's going to talk about. I have, I have like maybe a take or two. Solid. All right. Well, do you want to start off uh, and just give yeah, us I'll your uh, first one like we usually do? Yeah, fire so, yeah, yeah, Alrighty. Yeah. Here we go. Um, MLB had its first work stoppage since like the 90s. This week, they couldn't come to a term. Uh, the MLB PA and the MLB couldn't come to terms on a new CBA. Um, how the fuck does that happen? Like, how do you let a sport... First of all, free agency doesn't happen fast enough in the MLB anyway. And now, you're completely shutting down the sport for an unknown amount of time because a bunch of millionaires and billionaires can't agree on small amounts of money to them. Just fuck off, all right? My favorite God thing is damn. arbitration. I think that's so funny. That is the such a funny thing. thing. Here, we're going like, to give you a contract what we think you're worth, and then we're going to see what someone thinks you're actually worth. Then we're going to take it to court, and then they're going to give you a certain amount yeah. of money and tell you what we're actually It's, worth. it's, it's, it's basically like the like o- telling your players. It's the you only profession where like worth. a lawyer, you have to get a lawyer involved to be like, you're not it's worth fun. what you think you're worth, so it's, go F off. We're paying you this. Funny. Um, can I just, only, my take, oh. can I just give it a boo right away? Because why are we talking about baseball? Baseball's oh. hard. <laughs> wow. I love, I love that. I, this is I talking can't sport. stand this is talking baseball. baseball. There's a truck outside my house. I don't know what to turn on. Zach sketched out, dude. They're coming for you. Lock your door. Um, I mean, that just, I just I saw that on Twitter and I was kind of annoyed. It's like, free and she's just supposed were to be you even alive Close. when they were in the last time they had a work stoppage? No. No, it was like 94. Yeah, right, I was I'm born the only in 2007. 94. Um, I wasn't actually born in 2007. No one picked up on that. Uh. <laughs> I just ignored you. <laughs> I, it, it's just it's just annoying because Carlos Correa, like, there's a bunch of big free agents still out there, and then they go to a work stoppage, and no one knows when it's going to resume. It's like, what the fuck is that? See, but like, it is... It, it, I don't know. That's annoying to me. It's, it's interesting so that the Verlander annoying. contract wasn't announced officially, so technically he's still unsigned. That's another thing. It's like, oh, really? everything See, is frozen. I didn't know that. They, yeah, they didn't, they they didn't officially all, announce it. So it? Wait, who? Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. They mm. also took all the headshots... Of all the MLB players off the MLB site. So, oh, yeah, so that's so, so stupid. It's so petty, but I also get why they had to do it. Everybody, all so the players, not allowed, Twitter, yeah. they're not all allowed the, to use them. All the players tweeting out their pictures. Oh, look at me. Like, yeah, yeah they cares, put great. It's like a old Facebook. And then, yes. uh, did you guys see Trevor Bowers? Well be Twitter eggs. Trevor Bowers' picture. He, like, uh, I think he put, like, his is it him logo. beating a woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Was not. Was it assaulting He's, a woman? He, uh, is he okay in that case? No, it's don't, fuck. Uh, it should they be. haven't. I still think. I don't even think it's gone to court yet. I was gonna say though, he had his uh, logo all over like the gray picture <laughs> of it, and like he was like, "Ha, I can't find me now." And I don't know. I don't know why he tweeted that. He's a piece out. of shit. Fuck, Trevor dude. Bowers. You haven't played in like six months, maybe. Like, yeah, there's a lot with that. So that's that's Whatever. my that's my only take on that is that a bunch of millionaires and billionaires getting mad over they can't get any more money. It's like just come to a fucking agreement, you. Hoarding fucks. 
Yeah, the only thing I'll say about that is it kind of fucks up the whole free agency and the flow of it because last year with COVID, we really, like, there was, our free agency was almost non-existent in Major League Baseball last year. And it kind of sucks because this year was like almost a 180 where you were seeing a lot of names like right when it hit December 1st or the free agency period actually started and opened up. Names were flying off the board and that was so unlike last year. So in that kind of, I guess, like that aspect of the whole free agency thing and the whole like lockout, you're completely shutting down free agency. You go back into the whole like dormant stage like it was last year where nothing's really happening. There's no activity. And who knows, obviously, how long. Maybe this will be a quick lockout. Maybe it'll be a six-month, eight-month lockout. Who the hell knows? I, I'm not sure. But either way, I will say that definitely sucks because now it's right back to last year, COVID year, where you really weren't seeing a lot of free agent moves. And we're right back to that. So Yeah, one of the things I heard, too, though, was that like the flurry of movement that happened like right up until the lockout was because they knew the lockout was coming. So like they were like, well, we got to get all this shit in before midnight hits because... Like, we're getting locked out. So I think the Red Sox made one of like the uh, last moves with Jackie Bradley. Jackie Bradley Jr. Let's go! Feel yeah, it. So many people are so that. angry gloves, about it, baby. Uh, so like I, I fully recognize that Jackie Bradley, like low key and high key, sucks. The greatest a lot of the time. center fielder it's since Willie Mays. But <laughs> I love Jackie Bradley. It's possible. He's my boy. Jackie Bradley's fun, man. I kind of gave up on the Red Sox being good when Henry became a cheap fuck. So I it's guess fine. If, uh, hitting 164 is fun to you, then, you know. Yeah, no, have okay, it, look. He hey, he's fun to hey, me. You know, it is what it he, is. Look, all right, defensively, I don't he like is a anything winner. the Red Sox have done. If we could just, like. Why? Jack, do you realize the Red Sox that? Good. I don't. They're pitching. They're pitching. Let me tell you right now. They went to the ALCS. Dude, wait, <laughs> dude, wait. Go ahead. Go I was going to say. I, this is the, the Roundtable podcast, your new Red Sox centric podcast. Yeah. Baseball. Talking baseball. It was my first love. It was um, my first love. But I'm telling love. Haley. I just, just to get it <laughs> out of the way now, I don't know anything about baseball at all. <laughs> I, it's like my least favorite sport. I hate it so much. And I played it a lot as a kid. And like my favorite player was like Ichiro when I was younger. But Same. Uh, respect. Respect. But uh, ever since, like funny. I haven't really liked it that much. Like I watch when like the Red Sox are in the World Series. That's it. But uh, I don't like anything they've done because all the pitchers that they got are old. James Paxton isn't pitching for that. He's not. He's probably not going to pitch for them at all this yeah, season. Is what, I, is what I heard. Someone who's like coming baseball. off of Tommy John got right? a lot of thoughts about those moves they've made, bro. Bro, because can I just, I just, I, I t- yeah, Tommy John last year. He'll pitch around June. It's because I knew they weren't going to do anything. They were linked to Javi Baez, Justin Ooh, Verlander. Miles has his hand up. Like all these different guys, and they didn't get any of them. I don't want Javi Baez. It, okay, yeah, dude. I don't. Motherfucker look, can't hit. Uh, Javi okay, Baez but like is Carlos cool. Correa is another one. And yeah, and you're guess not who? They're linked, him. but they're linked to him. Yeah, they're, you're not going to get him. But you're linked to him though. So why, if you're linked to him, then you have a shot. And to go off on the whole, you're talking about old like players and shit. It's not about like age and whatnot. It's you're. They literally got better pitchers than what they had. You got rid of Garrett Richards, Erod, which obviously is kind of a hit because when he's on, he's on, he's good. And you also got rid of who else was it? Uh, Garrett Richards, and you lost Martin Perez. Perez, Martin Perez. You picked up Michael Walker. You picked up Rich Hill, and you picked up James Paxton. All three of those guys, I would say, effectively are an upgrade over Garrett Richards and Michael Perez or Martin Perez. Excuse me. And fucking Erod. Erod again. Also, Erod's probably the best pitcher out of. All six of those guys that yeah, were just mentioned, is. obviously. But the other three dudes are way better than the other fucking 
two dudes that you just lost in Martin Perez and in fucking Garrett Richards. Because Garrett Heim Richards has was done nothing but so nail the move since he's been here. So bad. Time has been great since he's been here. And he's I like, think, again, Waka was a weird thing. He obviously didn't, it wasn't fantastic, but I think he still has something in the tank. And I just have like a weird nostalgic like feelings for him from watching in the fucking Cardinals in 2013 when he was like a rookie and he was a stud. But him, James Paxton was obviously a legit pitcher and he had Tommy John. So who knows what happens? Obviously, he can come back. You saw what Chris Hill did. Tommy John isn't the end all be all necessarily. Didn't do anything, by the way, he didn't really do much outside of like because he was just coming back from. He looked better. Right. He looked I good know. at the end of the year. That's though. my point. Yeah, but right. he had a short. He had a shortened. He didn't do rehab. shit in the playoffs, right? No, he had a couple good games. Uh, in the he made a couple starts, but I mean, it was more like a please just eat innings when we get either to way. The either way, we kind of got man, off topic yeah. of Zach's take, so we'll go back to. That, I should have made it total baseball. I don't know. Look, either uh, we way, booed him already. Yeah, so I just, I, I, I give you. Uh, can I give my coins? Actually, no. I'm gonna give him coins because I agree the lockout's stupid. Yeah, I, it's like yes, you had to do too. Yep, you had a good, you had a good playoff run that I think people were excited about. You had a team. You had the. Atlanta Braves win that was exciting. They went they won over the Astros. Teams people were kind of excited about it and were enjoying the playoffs. And then you have a lockout the next year because you're idiots and you hate your sport right. effectively. Yeah. You like don't want to grow it and have people watch. So it's prime baseball. Solid. All right. You got Miles. Uh, so my take is uh Russ Wilson is not gonna be a Seahawk next year. Oh damn. I had something. He's not gonna like be that. in the NFL next year. Okay. Okay. So he's oh, be in the CFL. Russ. All right, let's talk Russ. Russ. Coaching so, uh, Saskatchewan. So look, let me jump in after you then. I got my Russ stuff pulled up, ready look, to go. Man, he he obviously wanted a trade last year and requested one, and he's gonna do it a hundred thousand percent again this offseason. Especially with all the rumors with like circling about like, oh, who who's out? Is it Russ or is it Pete Carroll? Like who because obviously they're they're at the end of this dynasty. They're at the end of like this whole beautiful run. Who do, who do you think if you're had. the Seahawks, who do you think it should be? Uh probably should be Pete because Who do you think it should be for what? If you're if you're running the Seahawks, if you're the Seahawks owner and Pete GM, should be the one gone. Pete who do, who do you, you who do you get rid of? Oh, Russ or Pete? You get, oh, you get uh, rid of Pete. You get rid of Pete because in your eyes, and I think anyone that fucking watches and not like necessarily casual, but like you have a bigger window and a longer window at a championship and in the playoffs that with Russell Wilson as your quarterback, then you do Pete Carroll. Quarterbacks like Russell Wilson only kind of come around once in a while, and that's why he is a top ten quarterback. Pete Carroll has done what he's done, but he's also that's not again, Pete Carroll is not the end all be all. And I think he had really good defenses, and that's why he was what he was. Okay, real and that's quick. Why. Real quick, because I know Joe wants to go. Uh Here's how I look at it. I think they should keep Pete. They should let Russ walk and they should fire Schottenheimer. Because I think that is the main problem with the Seahawks is their OC, not anybody else. Their I think defense that hasn't been good since the Legion of the Boom. And well, also fair. Russ Wilson yeah. has been like the last three seasons has almost been MV almost been MVP. Yeah. For the last three seasons, I think they should just let him go and start anew with Pete Carroll. And, and then he's just also had go no offensive line. He's also had no offensive line. I just don't understand like why people are. Also, Pete Carroll was a reason why he got let go. USC. There's a reason why he was a shit show on, on the Patriots. There's well, he a reason let, why he got let he, go at USC because of other problems. Money. Other problems. Dude, he's not a. Fu- I don't think he's a very good coach. Like I think he's good, but. I think he also again was carried by the Legion of Boom and that entire defense. He also had Dan Quinn. 
as his he's defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like he's a guy. He's a rah rah guy. He's, he's a not Mike a, Tomlin. Like whatever. Yeah, he's right. a good coach. But my point is, dude, you don't. I don't. Everyone talks about the quarterback being the most important position. Is Russell Wilson not a top five yeah. when he's on? On a good day, yeah. Top five quarterback? Yeah. That's more important than Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll isn't the guy that's fucking calling plays, so that's kind of stupid because all he is is chewing gum and sitting in the background. I don't really understand. So, like, and you have no offensive line, and Russ still does what he does. So, All right, Joe, go ahead. Either way, uh, and I'll just say after that, um, I think Sneaky, he'll be on the Steelers next year. Okay, I could see that. The Steelers. I could see that. Um, oh, you asked you asked a question. Is Russ top five? <laughs> Fuck no. No. Well, I don't even no, think I don't huh? think he's top ten. Oh, hot. No, take. I don't know how. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't wait, you don't think he's even I think, top 10, I think Russell Wilson is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL right now. Oh, oh that's crazy. I think he's super underrated right now. Oh very, no, no, like, no, no, no. That offense that offense is twenty fifth in points per game. And yeah. I don't give a flying fuck about the O line. Why I mean, not? I do. I do. I mean, all right. No, you first. should. No, you should. The O line matters, but like good quarterbacks can overcome bad O lines. They have no running back because they always get hurt. And he has Tyler Lockett. Yeah, DJ. And DK how's Metcalf. DJ Dallas for he a is, running okay, back? Okay, he has two of. He is one of the better receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah, I wouldn't say That's that fair. at all. DK Lockett, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Lockett DK and Metcalf, Metcalf came on is so good. DK Metcalf came on three years ago. Tell me who he had before then. No, I'm talking than, about right now. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's well, that's the last three years though, and he almost won MVP the last three years. So what do we? That's fine. I'm, I'm talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the last, and they don't. That, that's two dudes though. That's two dudes, and they don't have any tight ends. It's two dudes. Eighteen. I'm gonna bring up. Like, I think it's the last eighteen games. Okay, please. And DK actually has four catches since his foursome thing came out. So. I'll just put that on uh, there. That's kind of funny. All right, so <laughs> this year in general, they're 25th in points per game. Zach comes over from his chair. This, is a, this was also one of my takes, so I'll skip when it's my turn. The Seahawks are 25th in points per game. They are 6th in points per game allowed on defense. Yeah, their defense sucks. Yeah, no, no, no. Their bad. defense is the 6th best oh. defense in scoring defense. Okay, I thought oh, you really? like They are a top 10 scoring well. defense in the NFL I think this year. Yeah, and they are what are they three and eight right now? Whatever it is, dude, their defense oh, God, sucks. So dude. bad. I don't. I couldn't tell so you a person on that Wilson other than the I'll one. I'll tell you who's guy, really Griffin. overrated on that team, Jamal Adams. Go ahead. Jamal Adams sucks. Jamal Adams is the most but overhyped yeah, player in the Jamal NFL. Adams is what Kyle so Duggar is what people want Jamal so, Adams to be. Jamal, Zach, wow. shut up. <laughs> Let me finish my take. <laughs> that is hundred percent right. No, no, no I know, but shut disagree. up. I agree with you. I'm trying to get my my thought out. I'm ready for this. I'm fired up for this one. Um, they are sixth in points per game allowed, so they are the sixth best scoring defense in the NFL. Offensively, they are 22nd in yards per game. Russ, no, Russ is 22nd in yards per game. He's 24th in QBR. He's got the 13th most sacks this year and only eight games played. He is the ninth in yards lost per sack. I recognize that the O-line is bad, but Russ doesn't do them any favors because it's the same thing Mahomes did in the Super Bowl where he runs around in fucking circles So it's the same backwards. thing Rodgers does, too. Except but Rodgers is... But Rodgers gets it. the ball out and throws yeah, it away. Russ doesn't it. throw the ball yeah. away, or if he does, he's just bombing Very it. Very recently, work. he started doing that. Rodgers... Or Rogers just start. Yeah, Rogers. Rogers just started being able to get the ball out because he was he was going yeah because like, he was going on the path of like I can make every play happen ever yeah, yeah so so Russ takes a ton of sacks he gives up way more yards per sack than most people he's third highest sack percentage there at the time when I read, went through this he was two and six this year as a starter he's got no game winning drives and you have running backs an issue I will acknowledge that. You have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who are two extremely good wide receivers. He has a worse record than Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. He's tied with Justin Fields. He's one in three over his last four playoff games with only throwing one touchdown a game 
and he's not throwing picks. He's only throwing one touchdown game and only two, barely throwing 200 yards a game in the playoffs. September 2020, he was nuclear, and I will acknowledge that. He had 139 passer rating, mid to low, but then the mid, mid to low 90s, he was like around passer rating the rest of the year. So his season was like, oh, he had a 105 passer rating. It's like, well, yeah, because he had a 140 passer rating in the month of September. Yeah, he was also hurt this year, obviously, and shit, too, which kind of sucks. That, yeah, like, that's why he missed some games. games but he said shit. he's fine now, so I'm going to pretend oh, he's I fine. Think he's, he hurt his I, finger. I, think I forgot think he's about totally that. Which should still. count against what you're saying. I think he's... No, but I'm saying last... Eight, I'm, no, but so the stats I'm about to bring up are since, since October of last year. Okay. Since October of 2020, 229 yards per game, 1.6 touchdowns to half a pick a game, two sacks, averaging losing 20 yards a game. He, he since Since October of 2020... This offense has done absolutely nothing. Why are we not blaming? Why does he not get blamed? Why is he this like, I don't get blame. Like, why do, Why does the world want to say Russell Wilson has no blame in this? Oh, I think a lot of, I think, well, I, don't I don't know. know what do you think, what do you far, think Mina Kimes thinks about this? She's a Seahawk fan, so. I know, that's why. She I'm thinks, wondering, so, like, I, mean, I, I haven't I've seen, heard her I've seen some yet. videos. She hates the GM. She wants the GM gone. I think I've, I feel like she thinks it's the OC. I don't think she feels as strongly about Russell Wilson as I think as it's you Pete do. Carroll and the OC. You got to figure out, draft a left tackle, and you I think, fucking move I on. I think from getting. There. Wait, no, they didn't get. Did they get Schottenheimer? All I'm saying is, <laughs> Russ <laughs> is Zach just out here spamming our chat with memes. <laughs> Uh, West the reasons I just said, if the, we could all check, hold on. This is very related to Russ. Russ. We can check yeah, yeah, I have two drugs, just please. Said, <laughs> that's why Russ is not a top 10 quarterback. Nothing on the field. If we could just show. No, you guys want to know. He's look at no, but think about it, though. If he if he has, everyone's always talking about how like weapons, weapons, weapons with a ton of receivers, right? He's got DK and Tyra Lockett, and he's not even throwing 200 yards a game. And he's throwing 230 yards a game since October there. of 2020. Like... What? Get them the ball. Hold on, hold on. You guys are talking about this guy? Limited. Yeah, you got to be unlimited. You got to have a thought process of being unlimited. <laughs> he sucks. That guy's top five. I'm telling that you, guy. I think that I, was Russell Wilson. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Unlimited. unlimited. I'm telling you, I think, I think he's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. And I think, and I, granted, I don't think Pete Carroll's that good. So I guess when I originally was like, who would you let go first? I probably still maybe would say Pete just because, like, whatever. I'm not. Because he's old. Also, because, like, I don't really care for Pete Carroll anyway. But we, I just, overall, though, I think Russell Wilson is extremely overrated. Let's just do six coins for you and I both. Because <laughs> I think he's going to agree. Ding, 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 ding. He's going to agree. I'm going to give you I a coin. Like I think fun. you would give me a coin. So, yeah, because I think he should leave too, because the change of scenery could help. I think so. I mean, yeah. I think that's why, you know, Three, we tweeted out the picture. Four, you had the big five, question mark. Six. Yeah, the big question mark seven on Russ. Coins. Whatever. And listen, yeah. the seventh coin was for the for Mr. God. Unlimited. On God, boy. You're going to have your alter ego, Mr. Unlimited. That's who I am. I'm yeah, Mr. You're unlimitedly overrated so, right Jack, now. You're up, bud. <laughs> All right. Um, so my take is kind of. Uh, Mike! <laughs> Mike! They had the quarterback, Mike! Um, My take is kind of bouncing off of what. We were just talking about, but with two other quarterbacks involved, and that is uh, Rodgers and uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, so Russell Wilson, I'll just say, uh, I do think who he'll probably go to like some sort of big market because Sierra, his wife, wants to go somewhere. Like the same kind of thing with Tom when he was leaving. Um, my 
My spot is probably the Giants. I think they're probably looking for another QB. Um, I think they're good with Danny Dimes. They've probably had enough of him, even though they don't use him correctly. But that's an, another story for another day. Uh, I and do want to just jump in real quick about yeah. this, just because it's it's adjacent to your point or like related. Is that just his contract? Uh, if you didn't know, Russ has a full no trade clause. Mm, so he's yeah, picking he his destination. How I many? Know. How many years does he have? So he's got. So they have a potential out after this year. So that he's got two after this year, but the potential out here is he can, they can get out of it with twenty six million in dead cap. So much mm. money though. He has yeah, thirty. It's, it's thirty seven million next yeah, year. Yeah, if they want to trade him though, it's, it's, it's thirty seven and forty. Yeah. So much. And this, but they're on the hook for twenty six in signing bonus. So even if they trade him, they're on the hook for the twenty six million no matter what. So they could just cut him if they really wanted to. Yeah. But I would imagine you would trade him. But then you. What's his value? I mean, he'll have value, obviously, because like, oh, like I three think, first. I mean, I think he's overrated, but I understand that he'll he'll get value back. And you know what? I but think, with him, but with him picking his destination, doesn't that drive cost down? I think he can be like, I want to go to the Steelers. I'm not accepting anything else. So, good luck, Seattle. You can get a seventh for me because I'm not going to say yes to anything else. I think it's sorry, not sorry. I think it's the Giants or the Browns because I think the Browns are moving on to Baker, and I'll get to that point later. But Aaron Rodgers, moving on to Aaron Rodgers, I think Rodgers is also uh, a possibility for the Browns when they move on from Baker. I just think like that'd be a nice spot for him to go. I think he'd be cool with it. Um, and then I also think a uh, like a big like you know brand exposing destination would be a good spot for Rodgers as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there was all the rumors about how we wanted to go to San Francisco before the draft, which I would imagine yeah. is not happening now. Yeah, they I think Lance, I think but. there would have been a chance. Yeah, but um, so now to Mayfield, and this is the point that uh, I'm more excited to talk about. <clears throat> so more and more, I've uh, I've come across the uh, comparison of Mayfield to Drew Brees, and if you look at it. If you look at it, I know it's a little shocking right away because obviously Drew Brees is like a top, I don't know, 15 to 10 quarterback of all time maybe, depending on what you think top of 10, him. Top 10, pretty secured. Um, but if you look at it at this point in their careers, it's pretty much the exact same. And uh, And this is to the point where Drew was still in San Diego. So he was struggling for a little bit, just like Baker has. And he got to a spot in uh, New Orleans later on with a coach like Sean Payton, and he became this Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, do I think Baker can do the same thing? No. But I do know that Sean Payton did have a lot of interest in Baker Mayfield, and he liked Baker coming out of the draft. And uh, I think that they're a similar kind of play style of, like, uh, gunslinging, obviously, Drew towards the end of his career was not the same arm talent wise, but um, you know, Drew could throw a deep ball with the best of them in his prime, and so I think Baker is kind of the same way. I think Baker's really accurate. I think he gets kind of a hit for uh, his accuracy, but I think that he is a very good and accurate quarterback, and I just think he's he needs to find uh, a kind of system like Sean Payton has, where it's like. Really, uh, always with the phone calls. Really traditional oh. and uh, long standing. So I think Baker Mayfield to the Saints, look out for that. Solid. Yeah, I, I like that, Jack. 
I think it would be pretty interesting. And I don't know, just like we said for us, obviously, the whole change of scenery is always a, a good thing. So, um, Zach? Zach, you have any thoughts up? on that? Back up, bro. Uh, well, so, okay. Do you want me to back up a little bit? <laughs> no, no, I was listening. It's just, I'm going to hit him in, in the order I remember. Drew Brees, top 10 to me. That wasn't a main point. I'm just saying. I think yeah. Brees is top 10. Um, I don't hate the idea of Rodgers going to a big market. I don't know if it necessarily relies on his brand, but I think he's definitely gone from Green Bay after <laughs> all the shit that's gone on in the last year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's openly saying he doesn't have a great rapport, I guess you can call it, with the, the GM in the front office. Um, the only thing that gives me pause, he likes LaFleur a lot. Him and LaFleur work really yeah, well I know. together. So I know. He'd be, I... He, in my head, he might be a little hesitant to leave for LaFleur, but I still think he's gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he goes. San Fran might work, but they have Trey Lance. Um, and you said, obviously, Trey, uh, San Fran probably isn't going to happen anymore. Someone said that at least. I think I think Cleveland, just because I think like he'd take on that challenge of like, I don't know it, if they're I'm going to go win yet, Cleveland their first championship like in forever. I just don't know. I don't. I just don't know if they're going to if they're going to break up Baker yet. Like I don't. He had a really solid year last year actually for his standards, and then got hurt this year, and he's been behind a you know a really injury injury riddled team, and it's kind of like you really give up on him right away, especially when he's shown so much promise. So yeah. I don't know if they'd necessarily sell low on Baker because I think that's probably what they'd be doing this year. Yeah. Um, but I also do like Baker to the Saints if that happened. I think he'd work really well with Sean Payton. Uh, so I don't know. I, I Depending what the overall real take is, because we had like three, different, three or four different points, um, I definitely think Rodgers... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow it down to what I think. I think Rodgers is definitely gone from Green Bay. Yeah. Where he goes, I don't know. But saying that, that I think, yeah, I mean, I just, again, the, the LaFleur thing gives me pause, but the front office is so damaged over there with him that he's probably just like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I'm only here for a couple years anyway. I think they lose like, in the playoffs, yeah, too. I don't think they make it to the Super Bowl, so I think that's I don't think probably they do either. part of it. I think, were, so if they I won the Super you, Bowl, that might give me a little bit, like, it might change us a little bit, but uh, I don't think they won the Super Bowl, so that's, that's kind of like a non-starter for me. I will say that I don't know if, like, anyone else had pulled it up, but... Jack was like literally spot on. Yeah, dude. when it comes China. to when it comes to the stats, Baker and Drew, they're literally like it's 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 fucking it's, unreal. It's, it's crazy. They're both as of through their age, through their fourth or whatever Baker's year this is, fourth or fifth season. I think it's fourth. Through their fourth yeah. season, they were they're both five hundred starters. They're both completing sixty one percent of their passes per game. They're at like two hundred yards a game, like less than two touchdowns, averaging about one pick a game, but getting sacked about twice a game, same amount of attempts. Both sub-six-footers. It's like... Yes. <laughs> I think I think Baker has a stronger arm, they though, right? Both, they both start their careers with all-pro running backs. Little yeah. Danny Tomlinson and Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Tech it's insane. Little, little mousy boys. Little back I don't remember. I don't remember if Drew had that much that strong of an arm, though, but... I remember... Drew's arm was dude, good before... Drew's, uh, was Drew it a cannon, like, though? Drew, Drew had, had like three five thousand yard seasons. It's for it's oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he, oh yeah, he was productive, but that doesn't mean he had a like a how he had a good arm. You can't like get to five thousand without a few. That shit's hard. I also think Drew was way, way, way more accurate than Baker. That might have to do with the with dome, that. but like Drew was like pinpoint, put it on. You. I just I think Baker's, I mean I'm thinking back. I think like before a dome, Drew. I put think it Baker's on accurate. I don't think he's like you know, superiorly accurate, if that's even a word. But I mean, I also think Stefanski's Baker not Baker was also good, accurate so. in college, though. Baker was accurate in college. He, like, led the whatever the fuck Oklahoma's in. What, Big what, I don't know, but Baker college. was actually, like, accurate in college. 
Thanks. And Petty. <laughs> and Petty. All right. Yeah. So he just drew, well, I'm giving. Drew I'm giving coins. Quarterback, quarterback movement. I'll give it. A, yeah. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a coin because I think Rogers is gone. All right. Um. What you got, Zach? I don't know. Okay. Um, Figure this shit out, dog. I want. I like. No, I have. I have taken. Just mine, bring up I, the I Celtics. To, just do it. No, I. <laughs> I haven't taken mine, but I try not to be so Boston centric. But fuck it, I'm gonna default to it. Oh. If the Patriots oh. continue on the path they're on right now. Is there a reason that Bill Belichick should not win Coach of the Year? Matt LaFleur. Usually, usually he is he is taken away from that discussion because of the Brady factor. You have Brady. You know the Patriots are a dominant powerhouse. You can't win Coach of the Year. So, but it's I, like I think no. To there's, me, there's no, no reason. reason he shouldn't win Coach of the Year if they like if they if they make the playoffs and compete for the division with a rookie quarterback. I think he should be Coach of the Year after what happened last said, year. What I absolutely. will say is. It's one of those things where it's, I mean, it's the argument like when every time like LeBron didn't win the MVP when he probably should have, it's like you get fatigue. Mm. It's yes. like everyone knows Bill's like, Bill is like the greatest coach of all time. So like the voters might just not be like super jazzed up to vote for him because yeah, it is just a bunch of media heads uh, voting. My dad likes to say it. He's uh, vanilla. It's just like everyone wants a new flavor of the fucking ice cream yeah. and he's just the same like yeah, that would like just be it's not a sexy too. vote it's like, exactly it's it would be like the same shit as like if people were to vote Tom Brady every year for MVP obviously he could probably be up there for MVP every single year that he plays or at least Medium when he was in his prime but because I'm, he is who he is people are like well that's just not a sexy yeah pick. we gotta, we gotta give it to somebody you else you gotta give it yeah exactly yeah no Medium so I, I think he should be in the running for sure and I think if, I think if they win the division, there's no reason he shouldn't win it. I don't care what anybody else does. I will give you two reasons, but first I'll say that I think he'll get executive of the year more than I think he'll get coach of the year because Could he I win think, them both. Is that probably the first time ever? Probably, yeah, probably. That'd be, that'd be pretty sick. Um, Maybe that'll be sexy enough. But to vote the for. two two other coaches I think have it ahead of him is uh, Kingsbury, and you can roll your eyes, but I do think Kingsbury has a real. Argument. He's got an argument. I think him and more than Lafleur. If you're going to go, I think the Packers. fact that he won two or three, whatever it was, games with Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Kingsbury's in the me? running for sure. And then the other one is Lafleur, and the only reason is because um, <clears throat> I've heard this this uh, narrative start to come up recently, where it's like, oh, look what he had to deal with with like the Rogers situation, and like you know, really like keeping everything uh, on the inside and not letting anything distract this team and. Blah blah blah. So I don't. Yeah, know. I don't like. I, uh, I think I that's know. overrated. What about Zach Taylor, you have you My, have Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. About Zach Taylor, no. I don't know. I see Coach of the Year as like someone that's like holy shit. Like that team is like overperforming. Like I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah. And like Zach Taylor, Patriots. Zach Taylor. People have yeah, also I mean, brought that, up. That's a that's the Bengals have been good. Like I don't think they're gonna. I mean I don't think he would deserve it over Belichick, but. People have also brought up Vrabel, but I think after this past week, it probably goes to Belichick I mean, more than Vrabel. The other, the other thing too is that like these teams were good last year, like especially Packers. Like the Packers were like what were Kingsbury. They? Were the Packers the number one seed last year in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they had the NFC Championship. Yeah, they were the number yeah. one team in the NFC last and year because to they're gonna. And Brady walked in and took a shit on their chin. Yeah, but like yeah, exactly. if, if if they were the number one team in the NFC last year. Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks, like, I it maybe it shouldn't be looked this way, but I view Coach of the Year almost as, like, 
not comeback team of the year, but like you have to no, have that be. kind that's of like every year. You kind of have to have that type of mentality with it a little bit. Like I don't think which that, is why I think I don't think that, Lafleur should have it. Which in is any why, sense of the which word. is why I think that Kingsbury argument would trump. I think Belichick's. that makes way more sense. It would trump Belichick's because uh, and because everybody tried to write off Kingsbury like as like this guy that just like he he really doesn't have it, but he's he's been really good. And that defense isn't that bad. No, no it's and like I, yeah, I'm on board with that as a narrative, but like LaFleur can go pound sand. My take is that if the Patriots win the division, Belichick will be coach of the year. Okay. I agree with that. Uh I uh, disagree. Like I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. It's respectful Miles, what was that? I said yeah. Okay. Two coins, I'll take it. Also. Well, you don't um, get an also. I, you no, don't get this an also. Is my I'll real take. I will mute guys. And actually, no, no. let me just I'm tell you. you. No, I muted you. You don't it's get an aside. It's an aside. Oh, I didn't mute you. I muted you now. Thank you. Can, no, you're muted. We can't hear you. Yeah, no, we can't hear you, It's bro. It's Miles' turn. Just let him go. Just let him go. He's unmuted. He could talk now. You can't. Can. I, I gotta go. <laughs> go. Pee? Oh, yeah. I guess you do have to leave. All right, fine. Hurry up. Th- thank you. No, well, I wasn't giving the third take. I was letting you know I was gone. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, My right, third get take. Get out of here, Third Zach. take. Third take. Third take. Third take. Uh, like Walmart brand first take. Just... I, I want to go Celtic centric. Fuck. Yeah, just do it. I want to know, personally. Personally, I still think they're fine. That was, oh, encouraging loss last night. Encouraging loss, like one of the best losses you can have. Yeah, they hung I with the with Jazz, that. who hit a tw- an, an enormous, a whopping twenty-seven threes, and they shot like almost sixty percent from three. And and the thing was, every shot, every three, but For, ten, they 41, took were, were 41 contested. Were contested. 41 of 51 shots were contested from three. The Celtics were balls out last night, hanging, hanging trow. And then the Jazz just Without hanged Jaylen. more trow. Mm. Hanging yeah. trow, dog. So they, they lost by like seven, effectively, with no Jalen, and they had the lead late. And then the Jazz just couldn't fucking miss. Like, usually I'm very upset after Celtics lost, but that one was like a... I hate the Jazz, first of all. Like, it's a bunch of fucking Mormons. But that, second of all... That hey. Donovan Mitchell dagger, dude. That was sick. Oh, my... That hurt. Was I, will, over, I will say, I mean, I'm not... I was in his I'm shit. not always one for moral victories, but that was like, okay, like, this like is actually, like, a moral victory I can, like, kind of get behind. I'm only nervous that they played Alex 33 <laughs> minutes, and now they have to go play the Trailblazers tonight. Um, on the second night of a back-to-back, that's tough. So, Portland's I'm interested to see home, how they... Res- the way. They huh? just fire their GM. Portland's good at home, by the way. They're 10-2, and two, so... Yeah, they are good at so... Home. I'm interested to see how they fare going into Portland, especially with, you know, coming off the second out of a back-to-back, Al playing big minutes. Um, Tatum had a lot, of, a lot of run last night. He played well, too, which is encouraging. But um, He was aggressive going take the basket, is, which I liked. My take is to hold fast on the Celtics. They'll be fine. I promise you they'll be fine. I've been saying that for like two or three weeks now, full of takes. They will be okay, and last night was a great step towards that. The, the Jazz have one of the best shooting nights in NBA history, and the Celtics lost by like fucking seven. Like, I guess I'll be, give a coin. Right. I think they'll be fine. Heard. Yep. Coin. That's all. All right. You Signing got off. Joe, Sign hit off. the outro music. Joe, hit the outro. Do, 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 do. Thank you. All right. You don't know basketball. You don't know basketball. You you just got caught. Joe, Joe, play that for me before I leave. See, you don't know basketball. You just got caught. You just you. got caught. It's official. <laughs> all right. Get out That's of here. That's all. Okay. I'm going to get COVID tested. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye Have buddy. fun. Good luck. All right, Miles, what you got? Um, all right, so what I got? Oh, look at us, dude. So, uh, I think that I think the Patriots are gonna 
cruise past the Bills on Monday night. Cruise. Cruise, guys. I think they're going mm. to cruise okay. past them. Um, besides playing teams that don't include uh, the Jets, Dolphins, and another trash team, um, I believe. The Panthers is probably what you're looking for. I don't know. Or the, are you talking team. about the Bills? The Bills. So the Bills played. Oh, the Jaguars. The, the, yes. They're uh, three and four against everyone else. That includes like the Chiefs and um, other playoff teams. Mm. So they've shown that they're not that great uh, against actual good competition, unfortunately. Oh. And um, the other thing that I will say is they're missing Tredavious White now, which is huge for them. Um, I think that he's always a huge, huge uh, factor, obviously. Not only with every game, but obviously when it's a divisional game, every superstar player is that much more like I don't know of an issue for teams. Um, if that makes any sense. Uh, also, at the same time, again, I think that this is going to be a bit of a step up. The Patriots are hot. Um, every other team that I feel like the Bills have played, it's kind of been pretty close. The last team that they played was the Saints, and Trevor Simeon fucking is trash. Uh, so, and even in that game, they obviously had their way with the saints um but i just i i think it's going to be a it's going to be a very compelling game uh to a lot did of you bring up the run defense uh, i i did not and they, I lose, can. they lost to the colts right and jonathan taylor ran for mm-hmm. like yep 250 yards and five yeah. tutties because they can't stop the run the bills yeah. bills yeah 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 can't and the other the thing is the patriots they don't have a they and the thing is, statistically, the Bills do have one of the best, if not the best, de- defense. And so losing Tredavious White is huge. Them not having a great run defense is obviously huge with the Patriots running attack. The Patriots also don't have the greatest uh, defensive run uh, game right now. But the thing is, they don't. the Bills don't really have any running backs. Zach Moss is pretty good. Devin Singletary is all right, but I think that they'll be able to bottle those guys up. The other thing that's kind of nuts is I saw the stat was that like the Patriots have given up 200 plus rushing yards like two or three times and they've won all those games. Yeah, last week it's, al- it's almost like Bill's like, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this because I want you to run the ball. Last week wasn't pleasing, which is wild as far as run defense. Because I was I was frustrated about it. And then I saw some tweets, some stats about like, yeah, he, they've done this and they always win these games. So like, don't sweat about the run defense when they do this. I'm like, is this just some giant big conspiracy? Like, yeah, let them run the ball so you can win. Like, it's I'm confused, tough, but I, I don't know. I, I again, was vomiting at some of those runs. Yeah, Josh Allen. The half. Josh Allen also has been pretty not himself the last four games. He's thrown seven intos, which is fucking pretty crazy. Um, and again, I just think that the Patriots are probably again also not very far behind the Bills, at least defensively. And most statistics, and just in general, you look just an eye test. You look at the defenses and how they've both played this season. Um, the Patriots, again, they, I hate to say it, but they barely lost to the Cowboys. They barely lost to the Buccaneers. Those are two teams that are very, very skilled offensively. And they, and they definitely weren't firing on the same cylinders offensively. Exactly. Like they're throwing the ball much better now. Right. And I think that, again, they held those two offensive juggernaut teams. And I don't think. Anyone would have a problem with me saying that because I think both those teams, the Buccaneers and Cowboys, have top five easy offenses. Filthy. And again, they did what they did defensively, and now your offense is hitting at, like Joe just said, a way different like clip. And I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot different than people expected it would be a couple weeks ago. 
I agree with that. Is the take that they're gonna run steamroll them though? I don't think they're gonna steamroll them. Okay. But I think that like as a betting person looking at the line, the Patriots are plus three. That means that the Bills are favored by three points going into this game, obviously. So they think they're gonna win by at least a field goal. I just think that I, I think the Patriots can win by at least a touchdown. I think they're gonna at least win by a touchdown. I don't think it's gonna come down to a field goal. Like I don't think they're gonna win by a field goal. I think they're gonna go into Buffalo and I think they're gonna win by at least a touchdown. That is, uh, I will say, though, I think they're going to have an easier time. My take is that the Patriots are going to have an easier time beating the Bills than people expected. And I think they're going to win in Buffalo this Monday night. I'm saying they're going to get the win. I am going to respectfully disagree because I actually think they're going to lose. Uh, because I think Mac is going to top the New Orleans Saints game, the Panthers game, and the Chargers game, and he's going to have his worst game of the season. This is not a take. This is just me. Person, this is just my personal opinion. I think he's going to. I think he is going to really struggle with the cold and the noise, and I think it's going to really get to him. He'll probably throw like a pick. I. I've thought this uh, since, like, last week. I think that the moment the Patriots had to take a timeout because Mac can't get the call in or he messes up something because it's just so damn loud in Buffalo, I think that's when, like, you're going to find out, all right, he's not he's not ready for this yet. I think, I think last week people got a lot of... Uh, I think I think people reacted with a bit of a, a sigh of relief last week because of the way that Mac performed in the cold uh, against the Titans. Even though some people said that uh, that was his worst game of the season, I doubt that. That's really not the case. Um, but I do think I felt that Mac's throws were a little weird. I think the way it was coming out was weird. Um, I, th- I felt like a lot of his throws were a little slow, like he didn't have a lot behind it. Maybe that's because of the cold or whatever, but I think it's going to be even worse uh, tomorrow. Or, I'm sorry, Monday night. Uh, so, yeah, I, I disagree. I think they're going to lose, and I think it's going to be, be because of uh, Max's performance. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, can you, like, restate your take again? Just, like, remind me of it. Look, I just... It, it, do you think they're, they're going to win and have an easier You just think they're going to win. I think it's a winnable game for sure. I think they're going to win the game and it's going to be a lot easier. Like, it's not going to come down to a field goal. Like, I don't think it's going to be like two seconds. Nail it's not gonna, like Nick yeah. Foles. It's, it's like not going to be. I don't be, know how to. I did both because I'm. It's torn. weird because I, I just feel like it's not going to be like one of those things where, like, oh, fuck, it's a last drive and here comes like Mac Jones. We need this touchdown or we need this. I hope goal. it comes down to that. Yeah, cool. I don't know. I don't know if it'll do that just because, like, the way game. I don't know. I don't know if I, chose, I think that I it's see it the other way around. I just or, like, think it's going to be like we're going to be up by like 10 plus potentially and it's going to be like Josh Allen and the Bills trying to drive and it's like okay. them just chucking up fucking and that Hail stuff Marys could happen with 30 it could very seconds. well happen i, I guess, just i don't just, i don't know i think the the bills are going a certain way and they're trending in a certain direction they are trending and negatively. i think that the patriots are trending in a certain other direction and i just think it's two totally separate separate fucking like, i still think it'll be a hard trials. game for sure that's that's kind division of where games I'm are always on. tough so yes, yeah it's division game on the road i think it'll be tough what I will, I do want to, ref, I will refute and disagree a little bit with you, Jack. Is that okay? I don't know if I'm nervous about the noise. 
with no, him. dude, all the college games that he's played, he's gone yeah, to Baton Rouge. Yeah, and yeah. All see, that that's shit. the thing is, like, I get it. I get there's a difference between college and NFL in terms of the game speed. And I do all know of, all of that. I recognize. I do know crowd wise, college yeah. is arguably worse at times. Yeah, and I, I think know. some of those schools that he's had to go, he's had to play LSU, he's had to play Florida, he's had to play Auburn in the Iron A&M. Bowl. Like, no? yes. yeah, they played A and M, and then you got, got the like SEC, SEC championship games that are like neutral site that are loud as hell. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like even as a so- even as a junior when he was when he was subbing in for Tua, like in Auburn in the Iron Bowl, like yeah, they lost, but he threw four touchdowns. I just think I don't know what's the most hostile environment he's been in this year, other than the Brady game that was in his own place. I don't even so think that like, was that hostile, right? For him, at least for Brady, it clearly was. I think that game it got to him, but whatever. That's another discussion. Um, but like you, you think of it, he hasn't really been to any like big stadiums. The Chargers game, there were a bunch yeah, of Patriots. Yeah, fans. Chargers. Yeah, I feel like every road game, there's been a bunch of freaking Patriots fans in the stands, other than the other team. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't really had to deal with much as far as crowd noise. I think this is like the worst it's going to be for him. Since his NFL career started, well, I agree with the, that. I mean, I don't think the, the I don't think the Jets crowd was that raw. I mean, the Jets is always kind of oh, loud, whatever. but like they're not good, so it's not like it's they were challenging them much. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I, I agree with that. I don't. We'll have I don't disagree with the back crowd back weeks because it'll be the Bills, and then he goes to Indy. Yeah, Indy no, doesn't scare me as much as far as crowd noise. Uh, well, what do you mean they rock, pump that no, shit dude, in? They pump, dude. They make fake not even, crowd noise. Dude, not even that. <laughs> they just, dude, they're hot right now. Indy is indoor. The fucking whole Indy like, scares inside. Me. The shit, it's it's loud. Indy the scares whole, me. Yeah, Indy scares me. Indy, Indy scares me defensively. And because I'm Jonathan, of Jonathan Taylor, Taylor will run all over that defense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I I think I don't know if I'm as nervous about. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about Mack in the sense that he's a rookie quarterback on the road in a division game. Like, yeah, like it's rookie, but I, I don't think like it's going to be one of. I don't think he's shown that like he, this is going to be a game where it's like, oh, maybe this isn't going to work with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't no, know. No, 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 me neither. But I'm just saying, like, and don't get me wrong, I'd love to see him throw for another 300 yards and three touchdowns in Buffalo in a prime time game, big divisional game for like a number one spot in the playoffs or whatever it is. And so, but I, I think it's going to be like, I don't know, just a little over 200 yards, maybe a touchdown, maybe a pick or two and like a completion percentage that's like sub 60, sub 50. I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I think the game plan is going to be to run the ball. And like, I, I, I think you, I very well could see a stat line of like. 200 yards passing and a touchdown, but like also like Damian and Mondre yeah. going off for like which 250 is, total, which I guess would be fine if Mac that, doesn't make that might any be mis- the game plan. If Mac doesn't make any mistakes, but I think that's where he's going to mess up is I think it's going to be mental mistakes. I think he's going to like they're going to throw th- throw some stuff at him, and he's clearly been caught on like uh like secondary blitzes and stuff like that, and he still hasn't gotten that. And, I don't but, I don't think Buffalo has the that. personnel to do that right now without Trey that. White. That's true, but like. I just think, like like I said earlier, the whole, like, having to take a timeout because he doesn't get the playoff in time or he can't hear something. Like, I just think that kind of stuff is going to come out, and uh, I just don't think he's had to deal with that yet, and I think it's going to be something new, and we'll see how he responds, but... I think he'll respond fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing he's going to play great, but like, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think it's going to be... 
Like I think it'll be a hard game because it's a hard game. Like I yeah. don't think he's gonna like be <coughs> deer in the headlights after one bad yeah. one one mistake or one issue with like noise. Yeah, personally. And let me say too, if he d- even if he does have like somewhat of like a mediocre to bad game, that doesn't mean that like oh man he's not it. That's it. Like forget the Brady comparison. Like he's not even yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. Like you know that whatever. It's just one game. Like they can easily get them back or even win the next week in Indy. But yeah. All right, what's your take then? Um, I'm going to switch back to the NBA, and I'm going to actually talk about the Celtics like Zach did because although I do somewhat agree with them that they will be fine, I do still feel that there is something missing with this team. Um, I think the defense was great last night like he did. You're not going to win a game when the other team is shooting lights out and makes 27 threes. Uh, Mike Connolly was seven for seven from three. Donovan Mitchell again hit two unbelievable shots. He's a great. I'd love Donovan Mitchell. You really can't say enough about him. He's like, it's the same thing with like Luka Doncic when Luka, you know, breaks our hearts with a game winning dagger or whatever it is. Like you just can't you can't be mad at that kind of stuff. Um, but I do think although uh, you know, despite the shooting numbers and all that, I think they played really good defense. I think their rotations were great. Um, I just think the other team was making shots and that's what it comes down to. But, um, and you did, you did, you know, score with them. You, you were right neck and neck with them all game as far as after a bad first start right, too, like, as, like they responded to it. Yeah. As far as like shooting goes and stuff like that, like they weren't that good. Like you look at the Celtics numbers. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think they shot they were like two of 14 to start or something ridiculous, like from the floor. So they shot 36% from from three. They were 14 of 39 from three. And they started like one of seven or one of eight. So, so like, you know, you didn't really have that great of an offensive night, but you, you scored 130 points. Like there's been multiple games where you struggle to get over a hundred and you scored 130 against a really good defense. That defense is just as good, if not better than yours. Um, So, you know, I do think it's an encouraging loss, but I feel like, the thing that is missing is their offense, and I think that's really going to get scary when it comes to the playoffs. If you even get there, you could lose in the play-in, for all I know, with the way that the East looks. So, um, But I, I think that my my take is pretty much that they need they need to get more out of the offense or else they're not really going to go for, far. And I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't see them be going consistent. far. I think their defense, I think they've really, really hit in their stride on defense. I think that's gotten to where they want it to be. And I think that has to do with uh, Udoka. And I know last week we were talking about uh, a little bit about Udoka and how he's had a couple of uh, mishaps and fuck-ups this season. I thought I thought the game he coached last night was great I thought until coached, maybe the last like I thought he minutes. coached a really, really good game last night. I think putting in Grant Williams and Al Horford as the four and five. That's all him. That is game planning one-on-one. Like you got to get, when you're playing the jazz, you got to get Rudy Gobert to come guard the perimeter and get him out of the paint. And you saw that in the first quarter. And that's why the first quarter was so bad because the entire Celtics team was scared to death to drive against Rudy Gobert because he wasn't coming out of the paint. You had Rob Williams standing there. Why would he come out? You know? So I think putting Grant in there and having Al run the five, that was awesome. That was awesome coaching by him. Yeah, and then like like in the way that he had Rob only out when um 
It was Whiteside too. Whiteside, that was perfect. Because Hassan Whiteside sucks and he's lazy. Yeah. So he's not, you know, he's not out hustling Rob Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah, not at all. No, I'm. I would say offensively, I agree. They got to be more consistent. I think part of that, I think, and it's it's an issue with like, I mean, every year it's an issue with teams, but like health is always an issue. And I think one of the things that'll happen when they get healthy, if they get everyone healthy consistently, is like roles are going to be more like set in stone, right? Like, I think that's one issue that I've noticed is that, like, okay, like, Jalen's missed a ton of games right now, which which makes sense. Like, it is what it is. But you have this awkward, like, okay, who, what's the starting five? Who's your starting point guard? Is it Marcus Smart? Is it Dennis Schroeder? Yeah. Sometimes it's Smart, and they have Schroeder, like, play off the bench and be the guy. Or sometimes it's Schroeder, and Marcus Smart stays on the, uh, like, as, like, a off guard. And I think... I think a lot of people who don't like Marcus Smart, who want him traded, I think what I've realized is Marcus Smart, the two guard, is incredibly frustrating. Marcus Smart, the starting point guard, is a really good starting point guard. Averaging, as a starter, like as this year, like as has kind of got into this groove, he's averaging, he's averaging more assists than Lonzo Ball. He's back to playing all NBA defense. He he's not shooting great. I'll acknowledge that. He's he's he started off the year extremely cold. So he's not averaging, he's not shooting as well as Lonzo is. He's not um, but he's taking less shots than Lonzo. And it's, it's sim- they're similar in points per game. Yeah. It's like they're, they're in, it's like within a point per game, I think. And so it's like Lonzo was a name that a bunch of people brought up as like, I think he'd be really good here. That'd be a great yeah, fit. Yeah, I loved oh, I Right. And I agree. Lonzo, I, I yeah. thought it would be good too. I just recognized that like with the sign and trade aspect of it, it probably was never gonna work. Well, because you would have to give up smart. Right. You'd have to do a sign and trade. And, so you weren't getting smart and Lonzo. But you couldn't. Which I would have been. Ex- but once you extended smart, you can't trade him. He's not eligible to be traded until January. Right. So like it never right, could right, work. Right. Yep. Yep. So I, that's why I bring it up is because that was a name that people threw around. And if you look at them right now, like, the, like yeah, Lonzo's shooting better. But other than that, like, they're ex- very comparable. Yeah. I think smart has started to really, like, hit his peak, too. Um and I think last night was a really good uh, example of it. He had it on both ends last night. And yeah. he played another, like, masterful vintage Marcus Smart game. Uh, a, a like, good, randomly randomly blocking out Gobert and, like, yeah. get drawing fouls. Like, yeah. it was great. Or, like, randomly posterizing Gobert and putting oh. his nuts in his face. Yeah. That's, that's vintage Oof. Marcus Smart. That is the Marcus Smart I love and I trust. That yeah. earlier in the year, Marcus Smart, that was the smart that I wanted to trade for Lonzo Ball. Yeah, and um, I, I think it's just interesting because the other thing too is that like I stand by this and I, I know I brought, I hinted at this the last time we talked Celtics. Like I think Schroeder needs to figure out a role. I was, okay, I, so I, let I me think, get to that. I, okay, I'll let you go. It's your take, um, I'll let you go. So I, I think part of the problem and I think actually maybe like 80 to 90% of the problem offensively is Dennis Schroeder. Yes, yes, he's very good. He puts up good numbers. He'll give he gave you 26 points last night. So I'll give you that. But his late game offense is losing you games. He's turning the ball over. Last night, I saw, I don't I think this was in the fourth quarter. I don't think it was late in the game, like super late in the fourth quarter, but I think it was like maybe a couple minutes in. He uh he had the ball at the top of the key. Al was also at the top of the key, Al Horford. And Al Horford was setting a pick off ball to Jason Tatum to get at the top of the key and, you know, go to work. That's a Jason Tatum play. That play was drawn up for Jason Tatum. 
it was somewhat blown up, not really. Like Jason Tatum could have still gotten through the screen, but the defender kind of blew up the pick, and Schroeder looked it off right away and went straight to the basket and got blocked by Rudy Gobert with ease. And I was like, awesome, dude. Like That's like the kind of stuff where like he's taking it into his own hands, and that is the thing that scared me the most and I think scared a lot of people when we first got him was that he's going to come into the season being like, I'm going to prove it to people, and he's going to take over games where maybe he really shouldn't take over games. Yeah, and that's, like that's my issue. I think like I think Dennis Schroeder... He's good, too. Like, like, I think, don't get me wrong. He yeah. really does good stuff. His driving to the rim is awesome. He's like one of the best drivers in the league, uh, at least this season. Like Every time he drives to the hoop, he's either making a layup or he's drawing a foul. That's it. His three-pointer needs a little bit of work. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's off. It's whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing with Marcus Smart. Um, I think I think Schroeder. It's 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 you can see him hijack the offense, kill any type of pace they're playing right. with, yep. and, and just excessive like stupid turnovers. That's the problem. Is that he kills he kills their pace. And I think last night Scalp brought it up at one point in like the first half is like the Celtics can't be playing this way. And it was like Dennis Schroeder walking the ball up. And there was like 18 seconds left on the shot clock when he got over half court. Like you just, you can't do that. And especially like off I, 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 this is, this was my point last week is you have to play like the Warriors and the Warriors did it last night. And that's why they beat the Suns. is they played with their hands. This is a golden state endorsed podcast, baby. I love the Warriors this year. I love the Suns too, by the way. I did say last week, I said last week, the Suns sneaky, sleeper team to go back to the finals like they did last year. Um but I think it, it has to start on defense with them. You can't you you can't play the defense you play and not somehow get like fast break points and like lead the league in fast break points. You know what I mean? Like the Warriors are as good as they are because they play in the fast break and they don't slow down ever unless like they really need to and even then, you have Draymond Green to run the offense, and Marcus Smart should uh, supposedly be our Draymond Green, right? Defensively, there was, really there was good, something I saw some stat that offense. was like the usage percentage, assist rate, and something with like rebounds or something. That was like it's three players in the league, and it's like Marcus Smart, Draymond Green, and like some other random guy. I don't remember. My point is though, is for Dennis Schroeder at least. Is Dennis Schroeder, you should want him to play that type of basketball. Play fast. Don't slow the ball. If down. I was as fast as him running, like I would never stop running. If you want somebody He's to run so fast. If you want somebody to run the half court offense and slow it down, have it be Marcus Smart. Then have it be Dennis Schroeder. Because Marcus Smart, even though he's done it in the past, it's very, very clear. He's made it very, very clear this year that he is not being he's not playing the same way. He's not being even though he wasn't. Like you can't really call him that, but he's not being selfish. He's not throwing up threes when he shouldn't be. He's get he's passing the ball. And he's moving the ball around. Yeah, I think that Marcus Smart that like people were frustrated with. I think that's off ball Marcus Smart when it's like, what do you? What else do you want when him to do besides the, play defense and sit in the right. corner if it's and if it's open, take the shot. Right. Yeah. That, that's all you can do when you when you make him do yeah. that. And so I just think, like I said last week, it's got to start out on defense, and clearly that is the. That's the way they're going. They just got to figure it out offensively. And hopefully Dennis Schroeder can figure it out. Maybe Eme can get to him and be like, hey, man, stop walking the ball up. Let Marcus Smart do that if we need somebody to slow down the offense. So 
Offense is the problem for the Celtics. That. Hopefully they figure it out. We'll see what happens. Their defense has been amazing. Uh, like uh, Zach said, they have Portland tonight. Portland's two and ten, or two and ten, uh, ten and two. Yeah, and on, at home. Uh, so that'll be a tough one. Damian Lillard's starting to get it uh, back. So, oh no, actually he's he's out. He has a abdominal. Uh, oh, abdominal all right. well, that, that changes injury, the game. So, well, CJ McCollum still scares me, but yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, we'll do a little pick your own adventure, Callahan brothers. You want me to talk college football? Or we talk golf. College football. College football. Oh God, please college football. Well, golf's coming later, so get ready. Oh, fuck me. That's okay. It's not that. It's nothing too crazy. Um. All right. College football. Well, this is the last take. These are the last takes. This is their, this, this is only my second take. This is only your second. I, no, this is that was our second. This is just, this has to be. No, oh, this you, is your no, second. Then it's third. Yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll be somewhat quick. All right. College, fo- college football coaches drama wild. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it's it's weird because like coaching carousel. It's a coaching carousel that I think I never really appreciated how hard it is for teams to navigate. Because of how far out in advance recruiting classes are. Mm. Like you've got people, you've got juniors that have already committed to schools that are like high school juniors that just were going to Notre Dame and like Brian Kelly was like, ah, I'm out. Yeah. Like yeah. Lincoln Riley. Oh, I'm out. Like, yeah. What's nuts is like, so we'll talk Lincoln first. Uh, his, his contract. Have you seen the details of this contract? It's, it doesn't get in like a hundred mil. I don't even know how much the salary is. I think oh, it's like a hundred million or something, but like. So USC is buying out his two houses in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yeah. They're buying out his houses. That's fucked. Yeah. Because I he had this. bought and he built a new house, and he's like, "Well, I gotta sell him now." So they're like, "We'll buy him. Don't worry about it." Um, and then we'll deal with it. They're they bought him a brand new house in LA that's worth like six million. He can use the private jet twenty four seven. Yeah. Like he got hired to like be a god for that campus. It's nuts. Um, he got hired to be Pete Carroll, except like better. It's just nuts because like how much money is except. How much money USC can pump into this stuff? Like, like as part of your negotiation, you get two houses so like bought off you, so you don't have to worry about it. You have a house bought for you. You get a private jet twenty four seven, but like, God forbid, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman because he got gifts from an agent. Like, okay, that makes sense, NCAA. Um, now the other crazy drama here is that he's got his OU staff. I don't know if you saw this in the press conference. Some of his OU staff and recruiters got on the private jet with him to USC without contracts. They were like, we're not, yeah, we're following you. He's like, yeah, like they're here with me, but like they're going to be my staff. Like we don't have contracts yet. Like they got, we got to figure this out. And some of these guys are poaching his recruits. All of a sudden you had a bunch of Oklahoma recruits like, like, oh, like they had like a five-star running back and like a five-star quarterback decommit from Oklahoma overnight to commit to USC. Like he has assistants like poaching his recruits while they're still on I was, OU payroll. I was just gonna ask too. Uh, do you know enough about USC to to uh, know whether or not he's like set up to really compete for like next year even? Or does like because USC didn't they have they had JT Daniels that got fucked up and he left. I don't I don't think it's gonna matter because I don't I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be an issue with like them competing right away with like what they already had. Cause I think with I I want think, USC, I think what he's showing, so I think what he's showing is that like he goes to USC and all of a sudden USC is like the place to transfer to. Yeah. California go like, play with Lincoln Riley. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Spencer Rather is going to transfer there cause he's in the transfer portal. And like, I would imagine he won't because he, I mean, Lincoln just benched him. So mm-hmm. like that probably won't happen, but like 
you had current rec- you had recruits that were already committed to Oklahoma or transfer or like pulling out their recruit their commitments to go to USC. You've got all these people that are probably going to hit the transfer window that are the transfer portal who are probably going to all want to go to USC. Spencer Rattler, like Spencer Rattler, if that happens. Um, like I just think like even if even if they're not great next year, I think they're going to I think they'll be good with by the year after that. Mm. And I think his recruiting classes are going to be nuts. And it's just weird to think that like his best recruits that he had just recruited for Oklahoma are like all of a sudden like going to <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to like USC and Oklahoma's like left holding the bag. Like now what? there's nothing illegal about that. Oh yeah. They'll get fined. Oh, okay. something will happen there. All right. Um, whatever. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing though, is that the, all the kids got to do is be like, well, yeah, I committed to Oklahoma for Lincoln I Riley, for Lincoln Riley yeah. and now he left. I'm leaving. Like that's, that's all it is. The only thing that will happen is if they can prove that like, some assistant GS, some assistant scout or something was like in the kid's home being like, we're going, we're actually going to be going to USC. So yeah, yeah. get ready. Like if, if, if an Oklahoma staff member is doing that, like as an Oklahoma staff member, like, yeah, then USC will get some, some type of penalty. Gotcha. The other huge one with Brian Kelly, this is nuts. I did yeah. not realize Brian Kelly can was I just, a major dickhead. Can I just say real quick? I, I don't know why, but I thought Brian Kelly was Chip Kelly. Like I was like, Oh, Chip <laughs> Kelly's going to LSU, dude. No That's way. Funny. Um, where did Brian Kelly? Oh, he was at Notre Dame. That right? Notre, he was at Notre Dame. So this is nuts. They're in the hunt for the playoffs still. LSU. No, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're the sixth best team in the country. Yeah. And like, championship weekend is this weekend. Mm. Like, okay, if Alabama loses, if Michigan loses, and if Cincinnati lose, if all those, if those three teams lose, like they're in easily. So like, you just left Notre Dame. And like next weekend, they could be prepping for a college football playoff game. Like he can't coach if they were to make it either. No, right? he's gone. He's already introduced yeah. to LSU. Notre Dame already promoted Marcus Freeman to be their head coach from defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what's nuts with Brian Kelly is like with Lincoln Riley. It seems more like the students knew or like I don't, I don't know maybe the staff knew or something. Um, Link like Brian Kelly. I don't think anyone knew. It just kind of happened. Like he called it. Like all of a sudden you had a bunch of Notre Dame players tweeting because the news broke on Twitter and they were like, Oh, okay. Like us then. Right. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, so he had to call a team meeting at 7am the next morning. He sent a group me being like, sorry, you heard this way. I I couldn't address you first. Like I team saw meeting this, tomorrow yeah. at seven. Yeah. Guess how long that lasted. That like meeting. Two minutes. It lasted. No, it literally lasted two minutes. Oh, Apparently like sources said That's it fucked. It lasted Thanks. two minutes. He came in and was like, yeah, I'm leaving and left. And walked out. No questions. No, like, do you have any questions? Like, can I clear, clarify anything? Like, clear things up? Like, no, like, let me stand in front of the group and be like, yep, I'm leaving. I'm really sorry. I couldn't tell you myself. Do you have any questions about what's going on? Like, what, what the next steps are? Like, when I'm leaving, it was like, guys, I'm out. Deuces. Guys, I'm going to LSU because um, they're paying me. Because I want to. Because they're paying me, really, is all it is. And it's nuts. Like, you would, you would, you would. He now this is what's nuts is he had scouts who were like, I just left this kid's house and was like a kid's house and was like, yeah, like Brian Kelly's gonna be here for the next five years, and then like I get out of the house and find get out in the that car you're leaving, and then Twitter's breaking that you're leaving. I just fucking told this kid that you're gonna be the coach next year. Like, why didn't yeah. you tell anybody that you were thinking about leaving? Because like we we look like assholes now, so it's crazy. The other thing with Brian Kelly that I just wanna, so when he was at um. Oh, fuck, what was it? North Dakota, I think, or something like some like smaller school. He had two GAs named Matt LaFleur and Rob Salah. Rob Salah. Ah. They had to work 
they thought they got invited to like one of his like holiday parties or something. It was like a December party. And I don't know if it was a holiday party, just like a party he was having. So they got, they went, it, it was literally the scene from like coming to America when like they show up thinking they're going to this, like their boss's party and they're like, Oh no, you're actually working. Never watched the movie. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, they literally, he's so Matt LaFleur and Rob and the Rapsal show up to shovel snow and park cars. Oh, wow. He did that to his grad assistants. Like what? Like, what a dick. And they're better coaches than, well, maybe they might, not, maybe probably. not Salah, but. And then, so then the last thing over the past 30 years, uh, 12 times a college football coach has won 11 plus games in their last season as a head coach. Five times coach left for the NFL. Five times they either retired or, re- or resigned due to some type of violation. Two times out of the 12, they left for another college football job. Both times were Brian Kelly. Tell me that. Both times were Brian Kelly. Once when he left Cincinnati yeah, for dude. Notre Dame, and then now he left Notre Dame for LSU. Brian fucking Kelly, dude. <laughs> like, what Talk is- about loyalty. Hell yeah. Brian Kelly is a dick. That's my final take. Brian Kelly's a dick. Oh. Both ding, those teams had ding, 10 ding. wins. 11. Oh, Brian. And he left before the season was over Notre Dame. So much like pain. All the, oh, yeah. Where's, where are we at with pain? Where is this? So much pain. So much pain. Literally, like, what? I, I, everyone beca- I think everyone in the world became Notre Dame fans all of a sudden. I'm like, so, like, if they get in, I'm like, oh, yeah, get, go get it, Notre Dame. I like, uh, I like myself some Ian Book. I don't even know if he's still there, but I think he's gone. Either way. That's beside the point. All right, Miles, last take. What you got? All right. Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned college and football because what a segue. Almost like we planned it. I am. I don't know if this is going to go out today or tonight. I'll probably get it out tonight. Either way, it'll the game will probably be over. I'll try to get up beforehand if it's the Michigan game. That's tonight. Smash Bama. Ooh, smash under it. So that's dog. tough because Bama's like what four o'clock? They're I think they're like smash they're like it. I think they're at like, like one. Yeah, they're like one or two. So it's they're fine. like the first game on today. Either way, they're on at four. All right, all right I could get this out before four. Tweet it, Miles Betts. I know. I will. Tweet it out now. At Miles I already did. Betts, go actually, follow. Actually, already did. Actually, is it at Miles Betts or at Miles Picks? It's uh, it's actually. I think it's picks. It's actually uh, at it's Miles actually Rolling and Dell. What? It's actually Miles at picks. Miles at Miles picks. At Miles picks. I think I typed Miles bets in the chat when I was workshopping a tweet, and then realized it wasn't right, and then I had to fix it. Uh, so yeah, no. Look, right now they're at plus two, uh, ten, and I don't know. Every time I, I've read a couple things, it's not good. When Bama loses, uh, one game, the next game is not pretty for the opposing team that has to face they Bama. did win though last week they did win but it almost was a loss. but it was like kind of one of those things where you. it kind of should have been a loss and i kind of chop it against up it was uh auburn, auburn. oh god it was one of those it's, it's one of those ones that's like when you say like the patriot it's like oh what is it it's like every time you watch a patriots game and it's like oh they barely like they won but holy shit they have a lot yeah, to work it was, on look it's one of those games that bill like Gets like gets all like drool foaming at the mouth like oh we won so it didn't hurt our standings but oh I can't wait to lay rip you a new one all I, I just week think, at practice yeah, I, I think Saban chalks that up as like yeah I think we Saban played, do the like, same shit thing. and we're gonna fucking play you know how happy late. Saban was after he won that game dude he literally like the post game press conference or 
the post game interview, like on the field or whatever. I don't know who the reporter was, but like she asked him, uh, like how he feels about coming back and stuff like, and he like giggled like a little boy and was like so <laughs> giddy about winning this game. Just trying to run a program. Yeah. It's just funny. I don't know. He's like these, the heart, these boys showed. I just love it. I, I just love it, brother. Oh uh, yeah. All right, all right. I could see that. So I think that, you know, I, I love Georgia and I think that, look, I think like their defense is like vaunted. They are insanely, insanely good. I think they allow uh, like single digits in points allowed <laughs> per game. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And Alabama is Alabama. It's the SEC. Both teams are very fucking good. And I just think that Alabama is just too storied of a of a college football team that I just think it's going to be, uh, they're going to run away with it. I don't think it's going to be crazy, but I think that they're going to end up winning the game. And I think Alabama, crush it right now. Get the money in. Hopefully, when this comes out, hopefully you guys put money in. 210. Okay, okay. Random, random question. If, so if, if Bama, so it's so, oh, this is the AP. Where's the, uh, where the hell is the uh, do you think, uh, football playoff rank? There it is. Do you think if either team loses, they'd be out? That was about to ask. So it's one, so it's Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Cincy. Yeah. And Whatever then, team loses is not making it to the playoffs. Is the committee That's really going to... So, so really here, that gonna... was my question. So if Bama wins, I think Georgia still gets in. Yeah, but I think... I don't if, think they drop past four if they lose to Bama. But if Bama loses, they're out. But if Bama loses, they're probably out. Mm. I think it depends what happens in the Oklahoma State game. If, if, if Cincy and Oklahoma State both win. Let me, let me make sure that's clear. Like, if everybody wins as they're supposed to, and, like, the only change is that, like, Bama wins, I think Georgia still gets in. What if... I don't, I don't think... Because Georgia's undefeated. Everybody else would have one loss. Like, if your one loss is to the third best team in the country in the SSE championship game, like, they're going to give you a chance to get into the playoff, I think. Personally. Yeah. And... Bama has two losses? No, Bama's only got one. And they'd have two. They'd have two if they lose. So if Bama yeah. loses, I think if Bama loses and Cincy and Oklahoma State both win, I think Bama's out. I think so. What if Bama wins? <sighs> what if Bama loses and Michigan loses? And that's I think totally crazy because I think again, you have out. Oklahoma State, if you got Cincy, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, like, and Notre Dame win. I, th- I mean, Notre Dame's not playing, so like they're eleven to one no matter what. This is I don't like college football this year. I wish it was like I can't wait for the twelve fucking team playoffs. Oh, it's gonna be so that'll be crazy. Is it is that happening? Ooh, yeah, it, it's, it's up to eight. I 10. think is it eight or twelve. I think they're expanding the they college are expanding. football. They playoffs? are expanding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So four is just not four enough. Four is so stupid. Yeah. I, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I, I, do, I will say. I think. <laughs> I will. I will say that. Um, the one thing that college football does. One of the things that college football does that is kind of fun is trying to figure out the last team in kind of stuff because it is subjective and like. It, it's yeah. content, right? Like it creates content. Yep. Whereas like the NFL, it's very like, this is the tiebreaker. So during the games, like the last week of the season, you have the like, if this team wins and like this team's in or like they're out because this team won kind of thing. And that's still interesting. But like the total subjective, like at the end of today, we're going to have a bunch of records and it's like, how's the committee going to go? And it's, I think that's always just, it's interesting. It might yeah. not be the best way to do it for sure, but it's certainly like, it's content. Yeah. I just, I was going to say, I I just wish like all like the really cool teams were like always competing. And I know it's nice to have a little parody in sports, but like, I wish like USC and Miami and uh, Florida and like 
or like all these other like schools. Like I wish they were always like competing for something. Well, Oregon, but, like, they all Oregon's, suck. Oregon's fault is that, yeah they can't fucking. Like, win. Miami sucks every year. And like now Clemson's starting to suck, and I'm sure they're going to be fine. I, I've heard their defense yeah. is actually really good this year. So they need a quarterback. Speaking yeah. of the uh, coaching carousel, they uh, Miami wants uh, the Oregon's Dabo? head coach. Oh, Oregon. Why would you? Why, why would you do that? That's not. He's not leaving Oregon for them. I thought not somebody. I thought somebody else was linked to Miami. I don't know who it was though. Oregon's always been frustrating because like. They're really, really good, and then they Such always great unis, they, but oh, for no unis. reason. Oh, there's a good reason why they got last unis. Time they were really no, good. Was I when, mean, uh, for no reason because they're not ever that good. Like Mariota was the last time. Oh like, no, they, no, they were. They were. They're the tenth team in the country right now. Oh yeah, and they're okay with no, they're Herbert. All, they're so, yeah. always good. No, they're That's always fair. good, but it's like, I mean, they beat Ohio State this year. It's more USC and Miami, People like forget. those two high level. Oregon, Oregon was like the third best team in the country, like after like week five. The problem is they always like they always blow a random Pac-12 game that's like they shouldn't lose, but they do. They always it's like they always lose to like a Stanford or like a UCLA or yeah. like some random ass game they shouldn't lose, and they just can't avoid the random upset. Um, but fun fact: if you didn't know, the reason why they have dope jerseys all the time is because the CEO of Nike went there. Oh, nice! Phil Knight went there. Very cool. So that's the fun fact: is why they have like Nike's pocketbook, just like whatever you want, we'll do it. Yeah, that's dope. But yeah, Alabama, they're winning today. Hit the under. I like it. I like it. Underdog. Um, my last take. I'll go back to the NBA. Hungry dog runs and, faster. Uh, I'll talk about the Warriors a little bit because although they won last night, I do think these last two games against the Suns have really shown the rest of the league that, uh, or I guess it's kind of proven to the rest of the league that they do really miss Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. I think as good as Jordan Poole, which is nuts because they're coming back. Yeah, I know, I know. Which is which is why I mean I, I'll say it all the time. Every time it gets brought up, I, I can't wait. I can't wait until they're both back. Did you see that they're both they both got activated to play their like G the League. G League? Yeah. Can you yep. could you imagine being like just some dude on the G League, just like all right, like trying to grind my way to an NBA spot? Maybe Clay Thompson shows Clay up, Thompson, a three time NBA champion, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Clay Thompson and James Wiseman show up, and you get probably get blitzed by like 60 points that night. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like Kevon Looney. He's been there forever. So like, he's always going to be like a, a decent option for them whenever they need a center. But I just think they need more than him and Nemanja Bielica to uh, like guard guys like Deandre Ayton or Joel Embiid or Giannis or uh, Anthony Davis or like something like that. Um, and I think James Wiseman can do that, and I, I kind of hope that he can, and uh, I think that everybody in Golden State believes the same thing or in, in the organization. Um, but I think Clay Thompson's going to bring a lot when he comes back. I think a lot of people believe that his defense won't really be the same, but from everything I've seen and I've heard, uh, he's like he's trying his best to be 110% more than 100%. Like, he wants to be, like, ready to go. Like, he does not want to have, like, minute restrictions when he can play, like, 25 minutes and ease his way back in. He wants to go. Like, he wants to play 50 games and uh, be in the starting lineup, play 30 minutes or more and, like, rain threes and guard the it's, other it's team's best It's interesting. You would think that – because he's because it's, it's interesting because I actually think about this now, like – how often you don't often see guys go to the G League to do rehab starts in the NBA? They don't normally do that. Um, 
No, I think uh, I think it's happened before. Dennis it's, Smith Jr. It's not often. Though. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But like, I mean, no, like like a star or like yeah. a, like a, like an established NBA player. Yeah, no, I, I when they do, come back, Major, they don't often do that. Yeah, think about it, because I was actually screaming. Oh, this was back when we fucking like first started this podcast, I think. Um, or maybe when we were first planning on starting it. I remember like the Gordon Hayward stuff. Like Gordon Hayward didn't yeah. play in Maine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that was one of those things where it's like when you have stuff, people coming back when like you have this injury, weird, like you have minutes restrictions and like they got to get over the mental hurdle. It's like, dude, why not just fucking throw them in the G League for two weeks? Yeah. Like they and can I get think- their 25, 30 minutes a game in the G League and like whatever, like ramp it up, pull them, pull them. The game doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think that's part of, like, the whole, like, wanting to ramp them up and get them ready is, like, we'll just throw them in the G League and have them play, like, you know, some sort of NBA basketball. I think, like, it's, I think it's genius. Like, I, I think more teams should do it. Like, look at Jalen, too. Like, Jalen's hamstring is, like, he came back, and then they got to pull him again. It's, like, why didn't you just give him 25 minutes a game in the G League for, like, a week? Just a week or two. Just uh, to see if he was okay. I think I don't think I don't think that would have worked with like a Jalen Brown type injury. I do think it works with like a Gordon Hayward, Clay Thompson type injury. But like for like a hamstring or whatever, I think that's more like uh, hey, just stay home. I think, and- I think no, but I think anything that you need to test to be like how are like are you good yeah. to play? I think anything you need to ramp up and test, and if you're gonna be on a minutes restriction, I think just do it in the G League. Yeah, because like then you're never at the point when like they were like there was the, what was the other game the, the game the other night when like. They had Jalen out and they were closing him out, and he was like clearly hurt against the Sixers. They were like, yeah, he was yep. clearly hobbled. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you had a minutes restriction that you ignored because it was a close game. It's like just don't have him at all. Just let him do his restriction in Maine. Yeah, which is I think why they sat him last night, and they're probably going to sit him again tonight, is because they kind of figured figured out after that game, like, all right, let's not really push him yet because the hamstrings are just it's such a scary they're touchy they're super touchy i such agree a with that scary always injury, fucking like dude. yeah they're always just nagging and yeah just linger they always and with stay him, around he's it's, already had they're them. terrible if you want you hurt and it so, they're terrible so it, like granted when and, you have an nba and not just coach like you get better at it but yeah and not just that like he's had it before but like he needs like his legs at full like strength Every part of his legs, yeah, because yeah, like the his way explosiveness plays. is just like second to none. So, um, but it's not, yeah, it's so, not like he's a guy like Paul Pierce, where like his jump shot is like such a little, like he does like such a little baby hop, yeah, and, right? Like Paul's, that was the thing with I think I think he was able to play hurt more because that was like his, like even if he was just going to be a catch and shoot guy, and like because he was a little a little banged up, like he could like he could do that. Jalen like. He's a full jump when he yeah. shoots too. Like yeah. he uses, like he gets up when he shoots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Warriors, I just think uh, the Suns have kind of exposed them a little bit. If you really want to go that far, um, it's like exposed, but also like get ready because these guys are still coming back. <laughs> yeah, because because um, I think they've they've kind of shown that like, look, you we can just like play box and one on Steph Curry again, like we did, like everybody did lat- towards the end of last season when they were trying to keep him out of the playoffs because who wanted to face Steph Curry in a, you know, uh, playoff situation. But, <clears throat> but um, like, I-, I just think, like, there's, in these last two games, there's been a lot of situations where Draymond Green is, like, the one that has to score, and he's not going to do that very often or efficiently. Um so I just think once Clay comes back and once James Wiseman comes back, I don't think 
teams are going to be able to key in on Steph Curry like they have the past like year and a half. Um, so yeah, facts. I think I think they're going to be fine. Extra coins. I'm sure they'll probably. I. I guess I still like them to go to the finals. I don't know if they'll win it. I think the Nets are starting to creep up a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I think they'll be fine. But I think right now they're starting to miss Clay Thompson a little bit more. Dope. All right, time for some golf. You guys can all just like tune out if you want. It's fine. Uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be Tiger. <laughs> so he effectively announced his retirement. Did he really? Yeah, he's done. He's basically he said he, he no. say like unless it's like a major or something. He, he's, he's yeah, he's, he he announced. So this is the thing is this is what oh my this is my, my issue with all of this is that so he effectively announced his retirement as a full time golfer, like a full time oh, player. No. Do you got to do it again, I, oh. dude? I'm like emotional. I'm like actually really? emotional. So much pain. No. So much pain. Not, not the orange. Tiger. Not the not the orange driver. Red and black. Oh what? no, the little driver, his little. Oh, Frank, head cover. Yeah, the head cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no I missed the, the red, cover name. The red on Sundays. So no, oh, so yeah. he announced his retirement. He basically was like, "I'm done as a full time golfer." Basically, he's wow. like, "I'm not going to play full time. I'm never going to come back to being a full time player on the PGA Tour." Because his back. We're living in no, the Matrix. Because his, his leg. From oh, the I thought it was his back. Well, his no, no, he fixed his back. He had to manage it, but he fixed his back with the fusion surgery. No, he was in the no. He did you not? No, no, no don't tell me your head wasn't under a rock for the past like six months. I don't know. He was in that car crash, like, but however many months ago it was. Okay, and his leg. Yeah, they almost amputated him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they asked him because so so the reason why it's all coming out is because he hosts a tournament he this weekend. Like this Thursday through Sunday is mm. it's the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Like it's his tournament. He hosts it. It's one of the two tournaments that he hosts on tour. And so he was like, all right, well, I have to go to this. And like he hadn't been in the media like at all. And so all this stuff came up. So we did an interview with Golf Digest on Wednesday, on Tuesday or Monday, and then did his like press conference at the tournament. And so like all these questions were coming up. And like in the Golf Digest interview, he was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm done at full time. Like I'm never going to be able to do this. Like I'll, I'll spot pick some starts here and there. Like, like some of the like like legends did like way back in the day, like when they were like out of it. But like, I'm never gonna be able to, like I can't do that. Does he um, mean like like he'll like pick like a Masters to go I think, golf in? So or I think something? what I think what he'll do is he'll probably try for the next couple of years to like ramp up and play the Masters and like a the couple, U.S. Open or something or whatever it's called. It might not. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know if he'll do all the majors because like realistically, like so, like with his game doesn't fit a lot of those courses. I think he's gonna be much more selective depending on the course. Mm. Um, but really like, but he basically was like, I'm done full time. Like I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to play like a couple, like, I'm going to spot start here and there, but like, I'm not, a f- I'm, I'm like, I'm, my career is pretty much like over. Jeez. And he literally was like, I got in, in his, he literally quote, it was nice to finally get that last mate to get, I got that last major when he talked about that. Like he's like, he's clearly like, yeah, my career's done guys. Like I'm going to stick around and try to like play a couple times a year, but like, that's it. How old is he? 40 something 46 maybe I just I feel like his whole career kind of went downhill after like his the whole situation 45. with his wife or whatever it was like I just feel like from that point on it was yeah just it bad, was sometime dude. after that it he got it was just so bad he was always in the news for something not great yeah and he like you would see his with, mug like, shots of like him like, yeah you know like 2012 looking, and looking all yelling. fucked up and like well so this is what's nuts this is the stuff that like that's why frust- this is what frustrates me is so like the PGA Tour accounts are like t- clipping his quotes and they're like, he's coming back. Like, 
I in that comeback. It's like, no, like he literally just said, he verbatim the whole quote is I'm not going to be a full-time member of the tour anymore. Mm. And like you're cherry picking the like the little snippets about how he's trying to come back. Yeah. And it's like they have not planned for the post Tiger era at all. Oh God, no, clearly, dude. There hasn't been a relevant fucking golfer other than like, I don't know, Phil Mickelson. So they're, I mean, they've they've Roy got McElroy. they've got Rory, like they've Rory, got some young yeah. stars. No, but like, Brooks, no, Brooks and DeChambeau are doing Rory, their thing. Rory's probably like mid-30s no, Rory's now. like mid. The Rory's mid thirties. Brooks is almost thirty. Colin Morikawa's like, doing his thing. Colin Rombo, like they got they got some guys, but like the issue is they haven't, they've never thought about what's going to move the needle for fans to want to watch golf after Tiger, and they haven't planned it at all. And now it's it's shown because like this giant moment of like, dude, the the most dominant. And I would, I will argue separately with this, and I, I got some stuff to back, but I will argue that like at his peak, he was the most dominant athlete we might ever see ever. I'll, I'll stand by that. I guess that's fair. I, don't, um, I haven't watched enough to know. But so they like haven't done anything to be like, what's going to happen after this? Because he's the one that moves the needle, and they're, they're going to be behind the eight ball in a couple of years, and they're not planned. They're yeah, not every, prepared. Every time uh, I somehow like see like. Like when the Masters are around and like I see on Twitter, like ESPN will tweet out like where the standings are. The 10 players that are in like the top 10, I have no clue who they are. Never heard of them right. ever in my life. They're, They're all from the, like fucking Sweden like or... Tiger's the only guy that moves the needle for people. Yeah. It's, and and that's why I was going to say when he did win that Master, I thought that was so cool. It was sick. Oh, I know incredible. a lot of people like afterwards, I think a lot of people, maybe it was just Felgren Maz because of course it would be them. <laughs> um, Probably. But like, it's I think, negative, it's I think people were trying to say that like he like took roids or something beforehand and like he looked fucking jacked. Like, and like people were like, oh, well, of course he won. And of course he was like good on that day because he like, you know, physically enhanced himself. I mean, that would certainly be upsetting to hear if like that, if, if his comeback, I'm, I'm going to ignore if his, that. If his, no, that, I mean, it dude. certainly would be like, it would be devastating to be like oh like the reason why he came back from back the back fusion was because he took steroids to do it like all right that'd be kind of sad but also like golf's not a game that like i don't know like yes and no cares also yeah who cares they like didn't test for fucking anything forever which is the same thing with baseball and that's a whole nother conversation too but like who cares dude let him take steroids for real so that so this is the stuff that's like it should be i think it should be reviewed it's the media is running away with this like he's trying to come back story and yeah. it's like not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not what the case is. And like, he's the only one that moves that needle. Like the PGA tour implemented, it's called it's it's for short. It's called like the pit bonus. I think it's player impact performance or something. And it's, it's literally a social media bonus of like who moves the needle. Yeah. Like who, and it's, it's $40 million. It's speculated. It's why Bryson and Brooks hate uh, pretend to hate each, like might pretend to hate each other. Those two could like, not for me, Fuck golf. I'm sorry, Joe. But that's fine. No, that's fine. You do you, man. Um, <laughs> but for like f- people that want to get into golf, I think those two could kind of move the needle a little they bit. Could, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's I think some Bryson trying to be like this like bad boy of golf bad or whatever. Head man, like, dude. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. He got his ass beat by Brooks in the match on yeah. after Thanksgiving. I loved it. And I hope Blake. I hope Colin catches up to him uh, in whatever yeah. fucking thing they're doing right now because I know DeChambeau's up like I think he's yeah, the, under 11 right now. Yeah, DeChambeau's the lead right now. Um, but no, so like that whole thing was like, oh, it's like $40 million is going to get divvied up depending on who moves the needle. I think 40 million might be the top prize or something. I'm not exactly, I don't remember the number breakdown for sure. Yeah. Um, 
people are like, I think someone, there were sources a while ago that were like, yeah, the the player that like still like gets mentioned on social media the most is still Tiger. Like he hasn't picked up a golf club and played in a tournament in like literally months. Yeah. And the dude is still in the lead for this probably from sources like close to it. And then he posted one, one swing on social media a while ago and the internet golf Twitter exploded. Like he's going to win that and he hasn't played in like seven months. I don't, I just don't know why they think like a vanilla dude like Dustin Johnson would do anything they got for a the market. sport. They got to figure out how to market stuff. Would do and anything for the sport. Are you kidding they're, me? They're coming to a crossroads, I think, where they'll need to figure out something, but I'm just pissed at how they're managing all this. And like, this should be, what this should be is the like, okay, the dude didn't have to lose his leg. He's going to be able to still play golf. He's going to be able to play the the father-son tournament with his son, potentially, like, and be yeah. able to do that for the next couple of years. Like, that's what this should be. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. He's trying to eye that comeback. And it's like, no, like, give him the sending off ceremony that he deserves. Like, be prepared for it. Like, so so just some, like, quick, like, why, like, this should be viewed as, like, Jordan retiring or, like, Gretzky retiring or, like, except Kobe. better, better, way better. Um, when he had a 50, when he had a, a lead going into a Sunday, he converted that 96% of the time for a win. Hmm. The average for the last decade is 44% oh, wow. on tour. And so, like, you are less than half, less than one out of two times likely to win a golf tournament if you have the lead going into Sunday. If it was Tiger, it was 96% of the time. Wow. Uh, his career win percentage during his prime, so, like, 96 to 09, his career win percentage was, oh, no, his win percentage for that streak of the years was almost 30%. Every, one out of every three golf tournaments, he won. Wow. The record is 22%, also his, for a career. And then all the guys that are close to there are guys who played in like the 60s who like didn't have a real like they were sure they're like legends but like, like Arnold Palmer wool, like those guys fucking yeah like yeah like like Hogan Nicholas Hogan is 21% and that's like the 40s and 50s so it's like okay well like how many people were you playing against that were actually good Hogan who Ben Hogan oh uh -huh. Jack Nicholas was at 12% okay Sam Snead Sam Snead who holds two Tigers tied with for the record for most total wins was at 14% hmm. Phil, do you want to take a guess what Phil's career win percentage is? Phil Mickelson? Yeah. So Tigers is 30, you said? Tigers' career is 22. 22. His peak was 30. Okay, so so you're looking for Phil's career. Phil's career. Just a guess. Just some contemporaries. I'd say sub 15%. Seven. Oh. So yes. Can you guess on Rory's? Oh, probably if that if Phil's is seven, Rory's got to be like Rory's 11. actually a little higher. Okay, so like nine. Yeah, 9.9%. Okay. Everyone else that's like his contemporaries on tour right now, like the guys you're like, oh, well, like let's, what are these guys at right yeah. now? They're like literally like between seven and like 9%. Ugh. Tiger's at 22. And that's including, that's including his run from like 2014 to like 2019 before he really came back and was like, you played in like five tournaments a year and you, you didn't win any of them. Yeah. And golf is the kind of sport where like you don't want multiple people winning or like different people winning like these majors. Like it's a single person sport. So you would like to see somebody dominate like Tiger. You did. want you want to see it dominant or you want to see like the same small like look at, group. Like I look would at say. how how long have the same like seven names been in tennis forever. Like as like a single athlete sport. Like Serena, uh Jokovic, uh 
Nadal, Rafael Nadal, Roger Nadal. I was going to say Nadar. Nadar. Nadal. And uh, what's the other guy? Federer. Uh, Federer. Yep. Yeah. Roger Federer. Nadal's and, uh, my guy. Nadal's your dude. Um, I used to love seeing that shit on ESPN. And then, when I was like, like Maria eight. Sharapova and like all those other, I don't know, but like you get it and you know the names. Yeah. Come my, on, guys. My, my thing is like, I think golf wise, I think it'd be good for them to have a couple. Like, I think it would have been good for like the sport if there was someone to at least rival him a little bit. And then yeah. like, and then like when you had a real upset, it just still, it was like surprising, but like, like, I think it would be so dope if like, if like DeChambeau and uh, Kepka had like this little like, on and off like they would like, like switch few, off yeah. between majors or some shit like like DeChambeau would win like I don't know the Ryder Cup or something and like well they play on the same team for that oh that's oh. USA versus Europe okay that's fair all right I don't it's okay it's okay uh what's another but like one? the US Open versus like yeah. the PG yeah, yeah I know what you and mean and then and then uh like However many months later, fucking like Brooks wins it. Brooks and- wins the Masters or some shit, and then like, oh, I'm better now. And then yeah. like, you know, like they go back and forth. But like, I don't know. I don't even know who's like. I don't know. Golf, man. It's just no. Nah, it's it's dude. That's that's that is basically my point. Is that like the number one player in the world right now in the rankings is John Rom? And like, who exactly? Like, I mean, I know who that is. Um, but like. Anyone else who you know, dude's been, dude where, has been. Where are those two? Where's Brooks and uh, or Blake Kepka? Blake Kepka, Brooks, Brooks Kepka. Tell you right now, I'll tell you the top ten, and you probably be like, "Who the fuck are?" Yeah, these good. I I actually want to know because I want to know how John Rom. Okay, yep. Nope. Colin Morikawa is number two in the world. Yeah, you Cow. Colin. Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Oh, I thought you said Dustin Colin Johnson Mor- is third. Ugh. Xander Shoffley's fourth. Don't Girl, know who that DJ. is. Patrick Cantlay is fifth. Don't know. Never heard of those last two guys, Shotley or Justin. Cantlay. Justin Thomas is sixth. Uh, yep, no, I've Justin probably Thomas. heard him somewhere. Bryson DeChambeau is seventh. Ugh. Okay. Rory's eighth. Okay. Rory's eighth, huh? Victor Hovland is ninth. I don't know who that is. And then tenth is Louis Oosthuizen. Oh, so Brooks isn't even top ten. No. No, Brooks is sixteenth in the world. Ooh. Right now. Okay. He had some injuries last year, so I kind of get that. 11th is Spieth. Bryson is just a big oaf. Gorilla, junkie. He's just a big roid-out dork who hits the ball really hard and far. Do you like him personally? <laughs> the Shambo? For, like, the no. sport no. or, like, anything? I mean, he's I mean, he's not... Necess- I don't think he's necessarily bad. He just for, he's not bad the for the ball. sport because he creates content. Yeah, he just like, crushes the ball. And people are like, is he like <gasps> a, this? He hits like, 500 yards. He hits it really like, far. Is he, he like, so somewhat far. of, like, a Kobe Covington type? Like he's like a villain for like oh yeah he's and a that's villain. it yeah he's a villain he's a villain like, he's a villain in the sport yeah he's a villain he's he's such a dork too because like annoying. there's certain things so, that like he'll cry about like he's like a villain and he likes it like that kind of thing yeah, yeah he, he leans he, into he knows it. he knows what he's doing yeah no he was it was so oh my god this was so annoying so uh they had the like their like the Brooks versus Bryson match in Vegas on Black Friday and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so Bryson was like he airmailed won the match he, he airmail he airmailed a green like. They had, it was kind of the production value. Bryson, Bryson did okay. the production value of it was good. They had Phil Mickelson as one of the color commentators. Nice, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like this is going to be just like a little wedge for him. Like this is going to be great." Yada yada yada. And then Bryson like airmails the green by like seven yards, and Brooks was and uh, Phil was like, "All right, these guys are really good. So like missing by seven yards is a lot. Like if you missed your number by one or two yards, like that makes sense. But like Bryson, what happened there? Seven yards. Like what happened? Why did you miss by seven yards? He was like." 
oh yeah, you know, I just, you know, I got stronger this off season and uh, I don't really know my yardage. I'm still trying to figure out my yardages again because I uh, oh, what an got a little stronger and like, I, don't, I don't know how far I hit my pitching wedge anymore. Yeah, he's you such a douche. golf, buddy. He's such a douche. He's, he's just, he's just obnoxious. But like, it's fun to hate him. So like, I don't think he's bad for the sport. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you a coin. I don't know what for, so, but I'll give you oh, a coin. That's pain for Tiger. My, I don't know. I guess my take is that fuck the PGA Tour and the golf world. It's like world. Most of them, not all of them, but like most of them for being like, he's coming back. It's like, no, dude, Tiger's gone. Yeah. Like, right, get over Tiger, it. Yep. Like Tiger's gone. Yeah. Most dominant athlete that's probably ever played ever, any sport ever, in my opinion, at least in his peak. And you're at, we're out here just pretending like the wolves over, like we're just shutting our eyes and are like, no, no, it's fine. He's going to come back. Like, all that shit that we're going to run into down the road when he's gone and no one's going to give a fuck about this sport unless you really, really, really like golf. Like, yeah. we're going to pretend that's not a problem. And it's like, no, it's, it's a problem now. Yeah. So that's my take. All right. Yeah. Give it a coin as well. Yeah, dude. All right. I agree. It's one o'clock. Cool. Jeez. Long episode. Yeah. Long episode. Yeah, we didn't do the hour three and minute 40 res- minutes. Three minute restriction. Hour and 40? Hour and 40 right now. Oh, man. Yeah, the we're going to have one. to cut this down. Uh, there's nothing to cut. Oh, jeez. That's fine. It's easy. It is what it is. A long episode for y'all. Uh, any closing thoughts? Last second, um, like. I will say real quick on the uh, Alabama take I had, I just saw something that said this uh, This is the first time that Alabama has been an underdog in 164 games. That's um, nuts. Yeah, which is pretty fucking wild. And the last time. Talk about dominance. Yeah, last time they are underdogs, funny enough, against Georgia. Interesting. So, did they win that game? Don't think they did. I think Georgia ended up going on to the championship. Tough. So I'm not sure, but yeah, we will see. But anyways, uh, I don't really have anything else than that. Chiefs are back, baby. Chiefs Ooh, going Chiefs to the Super back. Bowl. Last thing I'll say is uh, go blue. Go blue. Go blue, yeah, baby. Yeah, go, go blue. blue. But, Fuck Iowa. But Harbaugh still on the hot seat. He is. Uh, he needs to win this game. I mean, if he loses, that's a big deal. Fuck yeah. Good All pod, right. boys. We'll see ya. Peace.